What's good, everybody? Thanks for joining me. I'm Johan Francis CSCS. This is Ego Killer. Welcome to my show where we talk the moves you need to make inside the gym to help you live, move, and grind better outside in the real world where it all matters. Our needs shift and change with the tides and the circumstances that we find ourselves in on a daily or weekly basis. That's the truth. No mercy. No mercy is the mantra of a world around us that's too entropic to care about what we need on a daily, but we still wake up every day, ask what's next, put our freaking shoes on and get after it. You put your leggings on one leg at a time and you get after it. It's important to do that. Inside the gym, it's the same thing. It's no different. Art doesn't imitate life. Life imitates the gym. The gym does the same thing back outside. When you're in this place, in the four walls, when you're outside doing your thing, you're practicing. You're practicing how to build a better resolve so that that mentality takes you past entropy. That's why it's important that you guys are hitting your goals this week. That's why I need you guys to set higher ones than you did last week this week and the beautiful thing about doing that is it doesn't even have to be super skyscrapery just a little bit right it only has to be one percent it has to be one percent half a percent better than you did last week it is quotidian to say one percent but the truth is it's just got to be better than last week i know personally that if you set your goals a little bit higher than you did another time out last week yesterday whatever it is that you're getting better because Most of us have a very hard time even looking past that sticking point of getting better. Most of us end up in this place, the meaty, warm core of comfortability. You sit back, you kick your feet up, you pour yourself a cold one, and we're all there acquiescing to the whims of whatever it is around us that told us it's cool to just chill right here where I'm at, right? We talked about it before, comfortability being a bit of a veneer for something impossible for most of us comfortability is supposed to be the end goal but at the end of the day we're supposed to look past that and what i'm really getting at is that it's very easy to kind of be in that space and most of us end up there most of us in fact not only end up in this place of maintenance but we relapse we start going back to the old place the place before the habit change took hold and we start sliding back into old habits habits that we don't even need anymore but we do it because it's easier it's easier to live right there that's the truth right that's the truth it's human nature as a matter of fact for whatever reason to kind of get into that spot we're going back to the old is the easier way to be right it's a beast but it's true it's true because we all do it and so i need you guys to take a different vantage point when you're talking about this thing that we do this thing of ours right only there's no omerta This thing of ours is we need to look a little bit beyond our sticking point, the soft, comfortable core to get better. You're already doing that. Guess what? You're in the vociferous majority, not the silent minority. You're in the loud minority of people, the loud minority of people who want to get better. Most of us don't. Most of us backslide. Be amongst the minority of people that push. For that extra try to get that those seconds on the plate 
before someone asks you. And I'm aware we're going to talk about maybe fitness and nutrition, but hey, all I'm trying to say is get a little bit more bang for your buck. Squeeze a little bit more from your system. Push yourself a little harder. And that's what I hope we can do on the show. All we have to do is go a little bit further. How far are you guys willing to go to get to your results? Ask yourself that question. And I'll ask again so you guys maybe could think about this one a little bit. Let it marinate as it were. How far are you willing to go for your results? It's important to recognize this. One of my favorite reasons that Goggins, David Goggins, is so important is because he elucidates in his book that everybody should start thinking about their goals within their life as very infinite. There is no finish line to our goals. It's easy to think about this when we're inside the gym. When we're working inside the gym, oftentimes I'll challenge you guys with a certain rep count and a certain rep range and everything. Those are very comfortable parameters. We're good with thinking about doing 15 reps of an exercise. It gives us, it gives us a little bit of ease and, and, and conservation. If we think about, oh, I can use X amount of energy and have X amount of energy left, right? A little bit of reserve afterwards, a reserve for you know whatever comes our way. But what I'll often do, not just me, but a lot of quality coaches will do, is throw that AMRAP at you, that as many reps as possible, and efforts, and efforts to push that RPE, the rate of perceived exertion, up to a 10, to where there's nothing left in your gas tank. You need to be able to access that as much as possible. All right? That's how you get change. Goggins is important because he illustrates that there is no finish line. There is no conservation. I see it in you when I ask you guys to do AMRAPs because you cannot hold anything back anymore. And it's interesting. Everybody's able to do it. Not one time have I had someone be like, oh, I already hit 50. I'm done and never come back. Like that is the last AMRAP I ever seen out of you. Everybody is able to come back. So why is it so easy for us to hold ourselves into a holding pattern, as it were, and not get to that level, right? Why is it so easy for us to skate on seven or six all the time? In fact, if you're talking about a straight-up RPE scale inside of exercise, fitness, and conditioning, getting to a six would be ideal. Most of us like to be at a four or five where it's like, oh, whoops, it's a little too much sweat in my eyes. Let me, let me pull back a little bit. On the flip side, I've met a lot of you that are full-blown gamers, and you're in here all the time. You're game-bred as fuck. You're in here all the time, working to your last bit of energy. I love to think that we've curated this symbiosis together, and we're able to say that I want you to push hard, and you're just going to do it without me having to tell you. I love to think that that's the move. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But I'm exceptionally proud of you who do that even if for the overwhelming majority of you i have not trained you if you're in a space where you know that you should be going to 10 keep doing it right keep doing it save nothing because that's where actual change is going to happen for you now this is a cliche i'm sure someone's bounced off your head a few times in your life but it's the truth 
when we get that little head change inside the gym, when we get that head change, when we're outside doing our activities, making the move, when we get that shift in our mentality, our mindset for the day where it's like, oh, now I'm getting a little bit better than I was before, that's golden. Today, I'm going to talk about something that's actually pretty technical, but it exists on similar planes. We're going to talk about trans-theoretical change, all right? And we're going to talk about that as a means for you guys to break through your sticking points. Because I don't want no sticking points for you guys, all right? Get unstuck. There's a lot of ways to get unstuck, but I'm going to break down for you guys the trans-theoretical change um, path the pathway of change, because I need you guys to answer how far you're going to go for you. You're willing to go. I need you to answer this, all right? How far are you willing to go? And at best, be far, far, far. We know that change is a journey. We know that the destination is what matters. It's the whole thesis of The Alchemist, right? That book that everyone loves to say that they've read. Not everybody, I'm sorry. That's a gross judgment, but look... We know the process of handling and adapting to the ebbs and entropy is where we grow. We, everybody knows this. Every adult knows this. So we know it. We still end up being resistant to it. We still end up loving maintenance. We still end up going to relapse. Well, that's because we've got to the end of the change cycle too quickly. And we didn't really acquiesce to the to the tendrils of change we didn't let change grab hold of us and shake us up a little bit that's where we need to be when we talk about trans theoretical change it's important for us to know what stage we're in all right i'm going to talk about um four stages maybe five i'm going to talk about those five stages and then i'm going to real quick lightweight show you examples of how you can tell what stage you might be in right now now if you're out here doing your workouts all the time, you're in the action stage. You're doing the thing. You're learning all the time. This is where you're practicing. You're practicing constantly. But if you're in earlier stages than action stage where you're working out four or five, three times a week or so, getting active all the time, you might be in like a preparatory stage too. They can look similar to each other. But after meeting you guys for years and years, knowing that just because they look similar, you get very different results when you're in the prep phase versus the action phase. All right? So we're going to talk about that. What does it look like when you're in the stages of this thing, when you're in the throes of trans-theoretical change? Because everybody does it. Everybody is, I think, in the throes of this change you are in the throes of the change if you're trying to enact some type of new behavior in your life you're trying to enact that behavior in order to save your life to enhance your life to shift it into a positive direction i don't think anyone's making conscious choices of shifting their mindset body spirit into a worse avenue on purpose no 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 you always do it for the positive right we're a people that likes to thrive we need higher vibrations in life we shift trending towards a positive mean that's why we do the thing that's why we work out and get in shape that's why we change our behaviors so if you're in the middle of change you're probably in the one of these few stages all right a long time ago probably one of the first like times i ever posted a fitness video on facebook well over 10 years ago 
I I was training a guy, and this guy was uh, his name was Max. This guy was definitely the, one of the most perfect examples of someone being or sliding down the slope of change in one direction or the other. Dude wanted to box really, really bad, but he's in incredible shape already. He's in incredible shape because he was a really good football player. He got offers to schools um, anecdotally and was, you know, he was ripped. He was a muscle shark, worked out all the time, was over here bragging about it and was all about the life of, you know, he was over here doing the Playboy thing. He's over here doing the Lothario thing. He's over here with chopping game, I guess. Inside the gym, I'm not going to lie, he was pretty headstrong, he was very motivated, and he was active. Well, the thing about fight sports, fighting lifestyle, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It's extremely hard for people to get to a level where they're able to even compete, let alone to make a living out of it. Of course, a lot of people want to do this. It looks romantic. It's the same reason that we idolize gangster movies or look at stories of people being on wall street and think that that's the height of success right it's because it's a romantic gritty tale and we kind of look to the antithesis of heroism as the ultimate shrine to heroism anyway right anyway a lot of people like to think that it's easy to pick up your boxing now it's easy to practice it because it does so much for you it's a great discipline max probably wanted to just do that where he was able to stay in shape do a lot of punching tell people that he did it take a shirt off glisten and just walk it off you know what i mean remember mind you this is before insta so it was a lot harder you actually had to tell people that you were doing it it wasn't a lot of visual evidence out there unless you were in the same room as somebody now max came in to see me Wanted a full plan. We would box together. I took him. Um, I would meet him at his gym. He'd meet at my gym. He was all about it, paying me up front for weeks at a time, taking his shirt off inexplicably when we would train together. He was all in, all on the scene, down for the cause. Let's go. Well, every six weeks or so, Max would find every excuse to skip out on his training. Even though he was the most capable person I had ever trained who would have made an exceptional boxer day one because he was so athletic, right? He just found every reason to slide out. So here he was doing the action, but he wasn't really committed to the action at the end of the day. He would only commit six weeks at a time. So from the outside looking in, the stories that he could tell the homies, he would say, hey, I'm boxing. I'm learning how to box. I'm doing a thing. It doesn't even have to be boxing, right? It could be any type of athletic practice, any type of activity. You could look from the outside, see that person. Maybe it's you doing the activity and be like, yo, I'm really, really active in it. But because we backslide so much in and out and we have one foot in and one foot out, it's not the same as someone who's a practitioner. You're in the preparatory stage. This is the stage behind action. Max was in the prep stage. He was learning This is where you gather as much information as possible. It's easy to put on the mask of action behind preparatory stages because this is a stage where you do everything in your power to collect information about your fitness and your change. You buy shoes. You ask people information. You start reading up. You're on YouTube all the time watching videos over and over again. You're... 
gathering. It's like a, what are those, like a black squirrel, right? Going around collecting, or I, any squirrel, I don't, flying squirrel? Any type of squirrel going around collecting a bunch of acorns and piling them away um, for the oncoming winter where there's not going to be any acorns on the trees. You're collecting information for purpose of putting it into action. But I want you guys to be apprised of the preparatory stage because what happens a lot of the times inside of this thing of ours when we're inside the gym working out, when you guys are being super active, is we move past the stage a little bit too quickly. Instead of collecting information and letting that information work for us and making a determination later how much activity we're going to get, we jump right into activity. When that happens, I don't see you guys again. I don't see you guys at all. And over the course of many weeks, months, even years, I notice that if we don't take that preparatory stage really personally and absorb all of the information that we're gathering, yo, I don't, I don't see you guys making the long-term moves to change. Now, that doesn't mean that it can't happen someday. But usually when I see you guys skip over the prep phase, you don't ever get fully into the action phase. Right? When we don't get into the action phase, it's like you just change your mind altogether. You know? That's the preparatory stage. Before that, you can call it the contemplation stage, right? That's where you're thinking about changing your habits. But at this point, staying the way you are, not really getting active, not practicing the martial arts that you want to learn, not practicing. You want to learn some new type of activity that you've always been curious about. Like you wanted to start learning how to do some bouldering or something like this. You wanted to learn how to do anything under the sun that you can think of that's super active, right? You wanted to pick up a tennis racket and start playing. You think about it, but you don't do it because all of the reasons not to, all the reasons that in essence are you to stay the same outweigh the change. And so you're kind of in the spot where you're thinking, hey, can I actually do this? You mostly answer no, but every once in a while it kind of crosses into your mindset. This is... Um, there are time frames associated with, with each of these changes. I know from me, I know from people that I've worked with, you guys, when I come to work with you guys, you know, time frames are, man, they're not irrelevant, but this particular stage can last uh, a long time. Look, once you stop thinking about the cons being worse than the pros, you move into prep stage. After that, well, that's the action stage. You can further divide the action stage, but this is what I want this show, right? This like podcast to be more about for you guys. I want you guys to constantly be thinking about how to stay inside the action stage. The action stage of trance theoretical is where you've gotten past the prep stage. You've gotten past the preparatory stage where you're dipping your toe into action. You know, you got your, your foot in and out the door and you're asking yourself how far you're willing to go. You've decided to shit <laughs> rather than get off the pot, right? There's no half-assedness going on. You're in. This is where we are when we're in the action stage. In the action stage, 
you're constantly thinking about a plan. You're making plans so that the next week that goes by, you're getting better. The next week that goes by is a little bit different than the week previous to it. If you're able to sustain that for long periods of times, you're taking action on any type of change that you've had. For you guys, it means that you're in here week after week getting it done. When it gets hard, all you do is make a little shift right in the mindset matrix. We talked about it before in the everyday mindset matrix. It gets kinked, knocked off of its homeostasis every now and again, but you make a little shift and you get it done. You make sure that Okay, I was getting my easy, easy workout time in at 7. It's going to have to be in the morning at 7 instead of the evening at 7 from now on. And that's the move that I have to make. Right? Like I was talking about before. Yo, not everybody does that. You're now in the loud minority if you're able to make those concessions that ultimately lead to big results. When you're training, when you're actively physically training, I need you to push yourself to the limit to a RPE, right? Rate of perceived exertion. Self-evaluate yourself while you're working so that when it starts to get just a little bit uncomfortable to a part where Goggins describes as accountability, when it gets to that point where you're starting to self-doubt that right there, that's the nucleus, the nexus of change. That's where you should be training to all the time. Now, you're like, maybe you'd say like, wow, I'm supposed to train so that I'm really uncomfortable. That sounds terrible. Who wants to ever train that hard or that often? Well, guess what? You know, uh, you don't ever have to, <laughs> I guess. But you also won't ever change. And when we're in the action phase, the goal is to change. And so when you think about that being as kind of repulsive and that's not a place you ever want to be in your life, you always want to have some kind of control over the way that you feel physically and that AMRAP just ain't going to happen, well, maybe we're in the preparatory phase. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But if you are and you've located and figured it out that you're in that prep phase rather than in the action phase, be in the prep phase because you'll waste a lot less energy and time. And maybe your coach is too trying to jump into action a little too early, right? As common as it is. A lot of the times... When action starts to fade away, we relapse or we maintain. There is no finish line. Maintenance, I guess, at the end of the day, might be the goal. Maintenance is where we want to be inside of our fitness where we're able to kind of upkeep what we're doing. I have a better idea for you guys. Work so hard when you have every opportunity to do so, when you're in the action phase, that your maintenance phase is intense. You've all heard the phrase, there's no days off. There's days off, but when you're in the gym, getting active, doing your thing, there's no time off. Make sure that you're pushing to your limit all the time. Now, how far are you willing to go for your results? Let me know. 
go to the website, egokillershow.com. All right. We'll wrap up right there. Also, if you like the episode, you can go to Apple Podcasts and rate it. Email me. I'll hit you back with the free gift if you do. And I really appreciate that five stars. All right, you guys. Until the next one. Stay up.